the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, on the Pastor Scott Show, we take the issues of the day and look at them from a Christian perspective, a biblical worldview, if you will. And uh, it's always good to be with you, always good to get your insight on different things. We live in complicated times, uh, although in some ways I think they're not so complicated if you know your history and uh, you pay attention to some things. There are some movements happening today that are related in a way to what's happening in Israel, but I think that outside of the specific events in the Israel-Hamas war is anti-Semitism in general and how it has reared its head and where it comes from and it shows us something that I think is profound. Usually, we talked about this right before the break with one of the callers, is, you know, you often hear about this because there's, you know, a couple of morons in their truck and whatever else, and they've got anti-Semitic tropes or white nationalism or those kinds of things, and and, uh, they get all kinds of media attention when they come out and demonstrate or do something. Uh, Often there's more media there than those people, but now all of a sudden you have thousands of people, many of whom are college students, people on the opposite side of the political spectrum who are making many of the same arguments. And one of the weirdest developments that has happened this week is a trend that is on TikTok where many, many young people have suddenly become aware of a letter that Osama bin Laden, remember that guy, Osama bin Laden, a letter that Osama bin Laden wrote to the American people after the 9-11 attacks explaining the what's and why's of that attack. Maybe you don't remember that, and uh, but that has been around for a long time. And it that letter, a big part of it, I'm going to tell you a couple of things about it. It repeats all of the same anti-Semitic tropes. It's a very hateful letter. It sounds like Adolf Hitler. It sounds like a whole lot of uh, crazy stuff, but there's some key things in it. But the point is that a lot of young people right now in a trend on TikTok are reading this letter and saying that they agree with it about America. Clips, please. I need uh, clip number two. Well, it's not coming. All right. We'll come back to that. Um, If you're on now, the TikTok app, an interesting thing about it is that according to Pew Research, about 30 percent of people now younger than 30 get their news from TikTok. TikTok is a, a video social media program where everybody puts these videos and it starts with started out I think with a lot of funny videos and dances and stuff but there's some pretty serious stuff and it's being used by lots of groups to propagandize people and particularly young people and the idea that 30% of people get their news from TikTok means that they are learning about world events and world opinions from somebody on TikTok there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of good stuff on there, but there's a lot of bad stuff, and you got to discern it. There's Christian content on there. Some of it's really good, 
and some of it's really bad. Some of it is, you know, and I sit there and I listen to maybe some young people who are really putting their faith out there, which I think is amazing that they're doing it, and they just get hate in return. And some of these people uh, are really good at what they are saying. They're accurate biblically about their faith. Some of them aren't accurate at all. And you just have to be careful today with, you know, where you get your information and double check things. And always as Christian people, look at things through the lens of Scripture, uh, even stuff on this show, stuff uh, from, uh, you know, you know, make sure that where your church is coming from with things is coming from Scripture. There are certain things that you can legitimately disagree about with Scripture, but there are other things, in fact, most things where it's actually pretty clear when you really study it. Anyway, you got to be careful with whatever you're getting from any source today, but social media you know, now people can set themselves up to look pretty, um, you know, reliable or look like they're official. If you go to kkla.com right now and you go to our page at kkla.com and watch the live stream of this show, you know, you'll see me and you'll see it's a great video. And, uh, you know, there's a uh, television behind me with the Pastor Scott Show logo, and the bottom third is the logo. And kind of whenever we have guests, you see both sides. Yeah, they're showing the whole room. We got a bookcase behind me to make me look smart. And uh, you know, but the funny thing is, and the interesting thing today is, you know, that looks really good. It looks super good. But you can set this up in your house by yourself with not a lot of money. You know, with with some very minimal things, and then you look like you are official. You look like you know what you're saying must be true because you have a professional appearance, and that is some of the danger today, and why some people get a very large platform who really shouldn't have it, but it's because they look good. So that's happening on the uh, the TikTok and. One of the trends that's happening, so trends happen on this app where people start talking about the same thing, and usually it's something kind of fun uh, or interesting. For you know, A few weeks ago, we did the trend where women were going and asking their husbands or their boyfriends or their sons you know, how often you think about the Roman Empire, and they were surprised to find out that many of the men uh, would reply often or twice a day or once a week, and that men think about the Roman Empire all the time. And uh, it was hilarious to watch this because, you know, the ladies will go, why? Why are you thinking about this? You know, and this is a guy thing. It sort of made sense. Um, and those those trends are fun. But some of the trends have to do with politics or with other things, and it's deliberately driven. Right now, there's a trend that says that Osama bin Laden was right about what he was doing to the American people. Uh, we'll try that uh, again. Girl. Oh, there what? we go. They found the letter. What letter? The letter. What letter? Osama's letter. So I just read a letter to America, and I will never look at life the same. I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. So this is a really good example of narrative control. And it's one person after another who says that they read this letter and that it has changed their opinion about America, and that many of them are saying that they agree with what Osama bin Laden did. Well, 9-11. And what's happening in the news media is these letters, they're on the Internet. It's kind of everywhere. And you can go back nowadays and find old newspapers and find where that was published. A lot of them are pulling it down because it's dangerous, the context that is being taken out. If you remember, uh, Osama bin Laden was uh, eventually taken out by uh, the Obama administration uh, in 2011. Good evening. Tonight... I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden 
the leader of al-Qaeda and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder of thousands of innocent men, women, and children. Now, if you were around for uh, 2001 and what happened on 9-11, you remember the day that Obama gave that speech. It was a huge day. Everything stopped, and everybody watched that. It was a huge deal. Yet, as a country, we will never tolerate our security being threatened, nor stand idly by when our people have been killed. We will be relentless in defense of our citizens and our friends and allies. We will be true to the values that make us who we are. And on nights like this one, we can say to those families who have lost loved ones to al-Qaeda's terror, justice has been done. Now, that was 12 years ago, and there were... There were celebrations all over the United States and in different places in the world. Um, can you imagine, if you think about that day, that 12 years later, that there would be a lot of people who are maybe 25 or younger who are agreeing with what Osama bin Laden did and would disagree with everything President Obama said in that speech? Well, that's what's happening. So let me, but I'm going to break it down in a simple way here because I think it's something that is missing. And it is something that is that if you actually read that letter and you may not be able to find it because it's taken down, but I'm pretty good as a sleuth and I got it. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I'm going to give you the idea of what this is. And I think you need to know because here's let me give you the big headline from it. Okay, there's a couple of headlines, but the the letter itself is to the American people from Osama bin Laden. And it answers two questions. Why are we fighting and opposing you? And what are we calling you to do and what do we want from you? Uh, The second one is like two questions in one question. But what do we want from you? Uh, Let me go to the answer to the second question first because it's the headline that you see read all the way through here. And for anybody who is trying to address what's happening in these protests or what's happening in Israel, what's happening with Hamas or Iran or with ISIS or the Taliban and all of these different groups – Um, If you do not understand that there is a religious nature to all of this, then you don't get it. You don't understand it at all. Here it is. Ready for this? As for the second question that we want to answer, what are we calling you to do, meaning you Americans? Okay, you and me, most of the people listening to this, uh, also includes, you know, British and Germans and really any country in the world, as you'll see. What are we calling you to do and what do we want from you? Number one. The first thing we're calling you to is Islam. That's the number one thing that 9-11 and the war against America is about. And it goes in a very detailed and unambiguous rant about how Islam is the true religion. It quotes the, this document quotes the Quran, quotes passages that allow, according to his interpretation of Islam, the murdering of people who are not believers in Islam. Not just Jews, although there's a lot in here about murdering Jews and wiping out Israel. That's really the basis for the first question. Why are they doing it? But here's what you can't. This is what is frightening, actually, about many people who are championing what Hamas did or saying that they're just freedom fighters or saying that. uh, And now on TikTok, you have people saying that Osama bin Laden was right, because somewhere in here, there's some uh, criticisms of America. I'll get to that in a second. But when you look at what it says, here's what it says. It says, the first thing we are doing is calling you to Islam. And then it goes on and it says to complete submission to the laws of Allah and the discarding of all opinions, orders, theories, and religions which contradict the religion that Allah sent down through his prophet Muhammad. 
Uh, that's what it says. It is to this religion that we call you the seal of all previous religions. It is the religion, here's what it says, the religion of showing kindness to others, establishing justice between them, granting their rights, and defending the oppressed and the persecuted. Uh, that's the part I suppose that's attractive to some people. And then it says, it is the religion of enjoining the good and forbidding the evil of the hand, tongue, and heart. It is the religion of jihad in the way of Allah, so that his word will remain supreme. And uh, the religion of unity and agreement and obedience to Allah, of total equity between all people with regarding color, sex, or language. And it goes on to do a bunch of stuff. But then it says very, very plainly that the purpose is to, that if you do not agree with that, then they are against you and will kill you. That is what it says. It, it is something that there are actually other letters from Osama bin Laden that are out there. Uh, later on, he criticizes Barack Obama uh, for continuing the policies of George Bush. Um, and those letters were published. Those are still out there. They haven't been taken down. And this, is a, this was a well-known thing at the time. But when you read through this, it is here's the people who they're going to kill. All right. Uh, basically, everybody who's not Islamic, people who are uh, who are involved in homosexuality, fornication, intoxicants of any kind, gambling of any kind, and trading with interest, uh, debt and credit cards, I think is what that is. And it says, it's saddening to tell you that you are the worst civilization witnessed by the history of mankind. Well, that comes right out of uh, the uh, left-wing academia today. In fact, when you read all this stuff, if you're a student of history, you realize, man, this guy uh, really was Hitler. It's the same stuff. Uh, it goes back in time in all kinds of anti-Semitic stuff. And when you get into all of this, here's the basic point. And this is what is frightening about people saying that this is that they are agreeing with Osama bin Laden and what he did. He threatens to kill everybody, everybody who does not agree, not just with Islam in general, but with his interpretation of Islam. That's why they kill other Muslims, because if you don't quite agree with his interpretation of Islam, then you're going to die, too. That's the number one thing that this document says. And you have to understand that, that there are people out there who, and this is what amazes me about some of the the pro, I don't even want to say pro-Palestinian stuff, because it's often not actually pro-Palestinian people, it's pro-Hamas, that if you're pro-Hamas and you say that what they did is good or that what they did is somehow justified, um, you're the same here as Osama bin Laden, who is justifying 9-11, who is justifying other terrorist attacks, who is looking at, when you read through this document, uh, it goes through lots of different things and essentially says everybody's dead who doesn't agree with us. That's who the war is upon. So I think that's really an important thing to understand with this group of people who are saying, no, I'm agreeing with Bin Laden. As it, as it goes on, there are other things that uh, he's calling and blames the United States for a whole lot of stuff. There's a lot of moral stuff in there, right? Basically, it criticizes Bill Clinton and the whole Monica Lewinsky, Lewinsky thing. And there are legitimate criticisms of our culture or what we where we've been hypocritical or other things. Uh, but you can't take it out of context and just say, oh, he was right about that. So maybe he's right about other things. It is an incredible, incredible thing that anybody would agree with this. Um, the next thing is that we are called to take an honest look at ourselves and then we're called to stop supporting Israel and also, uh, the Indians in Kashmir and the Russians and Chechens and the Manila government in, uh, Southern Philippines, basically any place in the world where we do not support the terrorists and terrorist groups, which have been fighting in all of these different countries, 
um, we are going to be at war with these people until we stop supporting those people. Um, wants us to get out of their lands. Okay. Sixthly, uh, uh, support, you know, any leader who they don't like, it says, um, you have to stop supporting them. Leave us alone. It says, or else expect us in New York and Washington. And it threatens the United States. What's amazing to me, and it quotes the Quran and other things is that it is threatening the very people who are saying they agree with it. It is threatening to murder the very people who seem to feel like they want to agree with this because, and I think it's because this is what they've been taught so often in our, our system today. And then the first part of it, the first question is why are we fighting and opposing you? Um, The number one reason is Palestine and it gives the same arguments that Hamas makes about Israel. And this is the other point is that if you don't understand that Hamas's argument about Israel is not about statehood, it's not about colonization in the way that that's being defined by our universities, that it is, and he, he gets into the details of why as Muslims, they believe it belongs to them. They actually believe as Muslims that they got swindled out of it by uh, the Hebrew people 3,000 years ago at the time of Abraham. That's what the Muslims teach, and they believe that, even though there was no Islam until around 680, uh, that it didn't even exist all this time. So it's the whole Palestine thing, and then they're angry that uh, we helped people in Somalia, and there's a few other things in there uh, that are there. There's, Like I said, there's criticisms of the United States and our hypocrisies, particularly morally and some things like that. Uh, but that's the smallest part of it. Big point is that this document is about why they want to kill you and how you're not going to escape unless you agree with them from an Islamic point of view. This cannot be supported. And then the rest of it's the same anti-Semitism that you see everywhere. This is something I think that as, as a people, as adults, we can't just say, well, you're stupid if you are supporting Osama bin Laden or make those kind of comments. I think we need to realize that it's actually foolish, that a better biblical word probably than calling people a lot of different names that might come to your head is that when you're being foolish, you know, one of my favorite Proverbs is something like, uh, it is better to be around a bear, a mama bear robbed of her cubs than to be near a fool in his folly. Like it's, you would rather be around a mama bear who's been robbed of her cubs, so that bear's going to kill you, than be around a fool in his folly. The people who are supporting bin Laden are fools, and we need to look at that from a compassionate standpoint and one that says you are bringing calamity upon yourself because of this, that you are supporting a philosophy and a way of life that wants to kill you. And if you deny that, then you're misunderstanding what's happening. And this is a big deal. It's a really big deal. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Um, let's go to the phones here. Ahmed in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello, Pastor. How are you? I'm fine, Ahmed. How are you? Well, I'm okay. I keep reading the Bible because uh, that's important. Well, speak closer to the phone. I lost you there. Can you speak a little closer to the phone? Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Do you hear me now? Yeah, so I heard that you keep reading the Bible. Yes, I'm telling you, I'm keeping reading the Bible because that's the only way we we can respect uh, uh, each other, uh, uh, what people calling us human beings, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's no, 
there's no way to, without the word of God, we cannot do, we cannot respect people. We cannot respect. So I respect people because I'm, I'm choosing the, to the word of God to, to, to count them, you know? Yeah. And um, the reason I'm calling is chapter 14. Chapter 14 in the book of Genesis is clearly, and the people who are not supporting su- support Israel and the Jewish people need to read the Bible because uh, uh, and, and believe God is, is approved by God. Chapter 14, when, when Abraham went to the, went to the battle uh, against the king, you know, and one king, I'm finding one king in this, in this chapter, he's the responsible for the religion of, of Islam. You know, it's Kedor Laomer. Kedor Laomer is, is my, my Bible is in Spanish, but the name of that guy is Kedor Laomer. He's the king of Elam, the king of Elam. And this king, he was very, very aggressively to kill people. He, 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 he loves to order. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, run, I'm coming up on a hard break, Ahmed, but uh, your point about getting into the Bible is you're, you're right, is that when you, if you study the Word of God and you realize that we need to respect people, uh, first and foremost, we're made in the image of God, all people, you can begin and then respect the fact that there is a God who gives us these way of living it helps you set forward into life in the right way. A lot more to say about that, but i got to take a break. I see your calls, uh, Rudy and David. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. These women here, go to Gaza if you want to go talk in Gaza. These women, they can't talk in Gaza. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's become fashion. It's fashion. It's fashion, this bull. It's fashionable. Yes. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? How many bombs? France. In Syria. Here, London. All all it is is an excuse to hate Jews. It's us. The problem's us, isn't it? It's us. You think tomorrow, if there was no Israel, this problem would be solved? They f***ing kill each other. What a genocide. We're the worst of people. We're the worst that committed genocide. The population has tripled in the last 10 years. That is a man in London who was calling out a, uh, a pro-Hamas demonstrator by saying that what you're doing is just fashion, meaning that it's political correctness or whatever you want to term you want to put on it, but saying that you've decided it's fashionable, but you don't really know what you're talking about, and this is a group that's going to kill you, that wants to kill you just the same. And that is something that is happening on TikTok right now, as people have discovered a 2002 letter from uh, Osama bin Laden. This letter was published in uh, several magazines and uh, newspapers back in 2002. And uh, you can still find it once in a while, but they're pulling it off because uh, the people are missing the context and saying that they agree with it. This is a letter where there's some criticisms in there of the United States. Um, but the letter says we're going to kill everybody who doesn't convert to Islam, that that's the goal. And that's a piece that is missing when you're even having conversations about what should Israel do in uh, its fight with Hamas. What should we do if we start having terrorist attacks again in the United States or elsewhere? You know, how do you deal with a person whose religious fervor is to kill everybody who doesn't believe the same thing as you? That is a 
something that you cannot ignore. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. You certainly can't agree with that. Uh, 888-528-2557. Rudy and Brea, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. I'm going to call Pastor Scott. Hi, Rudy. Yes, um, uh, I just want to... I just, I know that you're you know you want people to call in because it's like a good topic, but this is I think over sensationalizing, um, or you're over exaggerating how many people actually agree with Hamas. I can I know that there are people who do, but I know that the majority of people calling for peace aren't people who agree with Muslim extremism. And I feel like you're, you're, that's how you're characterizing any type of Palestine or free Palestine or anything like that. People who are calling for a ceasefire or bombs to not be dropped in, indiscriminately, where lots of people die just to target a, t- uh, a couple terrorists and then t- thousands of civilians die. I think people are saying no to that, and they're not saying yes. I agree with Hamas and the and the Muslim extremism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rudy, I hope that you're right, and that most people aren't agreeing with that. But as more and more evidence comes through, you know, at some point, even though you wouldn't say you agree with it, yeah, you know, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about these people who might be saying that. At some point, you are tolerating it. You know, when you have university professors who say it was exhilarating, the attack on Israel and the rape and the murders of people that they put on their GoPros and they put on Facebook Live, and when you have a lot of people on the TikTok right now, a lot, who are saying that they agree with Osama bin Laden's reasons for 9-11 and killing all those people, you begin to wonder, see, and the point I'm making is, do we, when we're... You know, I, I agree that we need the bombing to stop, but if you're going to blame Israel for it and you're not going to come up with a rationale for why they should stop when the, the Hamas says they're just going to keep killing people, it it gets more complicated. You see what I'm saying? I understand, but if you, if you see – just because you understand why something happens doesn't mean you agree. Okay. And, I understand why Israel wants to defend themselves. I don't necessarily agree with the way they're doing it. And just because someone says, I understand why the extreme Muslim groups in the Middle East decided to backlash against American foreign policy in that area for the past few decades, you know, the Gulf War and the different invasions— and they decide. I understand that they why they did what they did, but that doesn't mean I agree. And if you really, if you, if you understand it in that respect, I don't. I don't want just because the just because Israel has a right to defend themselves doesn't mean that they should be doing what they're doing. I think they're actually creating more insecurity for themselves down the line and in, in the future because. There's a whole generation of kids in Palestine that were that are not going to be okay with making peace with Israel. How do you and, defend yourself? This is my question. I, I understand what you're saying, but when you have an enemy who just flat out says their entire purpose for existence is killing you, 
at what mm-hmm. how do you how should they respond what's another way realistically for them to respond to a group of people who simply wants to kill you i think i i wouldn't know how to respond to that because i think every situation is different if someone yeah, but... came into my house and tried to kill me or if someone came into my house at night i would suspect that they meant me harm i would probably use some type of lethal means to to defend myself but that's right in but that but in any but in another situation where one government has all the technology and military prowess in the whole in in the world and then versus a country where half of the population is kids you don't think that israel could be using more discretion so if somebody broke into your house with a knife to kill you and you shot them with a gun are you somehow immoral because you had better technology no no but what I'm what I'm saying is that's 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 in the I believe in the right of self defense. But you I can just to ask me that question: Would I defend myself if my life was threatened? Of course I would. But that's mm-hmm. not the situation that's happening. Well, that's well, not, that's not how Israel Israel thinks their entire existence is threatened by a group that says we're threatening your entire existence. Right. So do you, but do you think it's the, it, they're justified then? to be killing all of those scores of kids and, and women. You think you are just, just say that you are just think it, you're that they're justified. Just say that. Well, I think they're just justified in self, like in the just war. I think that the allies were no. justified in going to war against Hitler, even though they because, killed lots because, of innocent women and children. I, you're, I, you're criticizing Hamas because you, or people who support Hamas because they're saying that they were justified. Do you think Israel is justified in the civilian toll that's been already at this point? Do you think they're justified? I think they're justified in defending themselves, and they should do everything they can to not kill civilians. So you do think they're justified in in all those kids' deaths? I think the whole thing is horrific. I think Hamas is to blame for the kids' deaths. That's what I think. I think Hamas, Hamas explicitly said, we knew this was coming. Hamas has explicitly said, dead Palestinian kids help us. The reason they use kids as human shields is because it helps them in the PR, right? So, I mean, the, the problem here is to blame the attacked group. It just doesn't work ultimately where, you know, in one sense, everything is bad. All of it's bad. It should stop immediately. But what ought to happen... The right thing to happen is Hamas surrenders, they let go of all the hostages, and they completely surrender and uh, give up their rule in Gaza. That's what should happen. That would end the bombing. That would end the whole thing. And that's what should happen. So, okay, I mean... I mean, you, you follow? I mean, because I, I think if that you, doesn't happen, then all you're doing is putting off the killing. You're going to kill more later. But you, you defend Israel in their tactics, but you don't defend... You think it's a, like an abomination to defend Hamas? I don't. I, in the well, if Israel was going into evil. if Israel was going into Gaza and saying you you raped you know a, a thousand of our women, we're going to rape a thousand of your women, and you you captured two hundred fifty hostages and little kids and and cut off their heads, and we're going to come in and cut off your. It's not the same. There is a moral difference, and it's all bad, Rudy. But you have to realize that, like you said with your neighbor, if your neighbor was continuously trying to murder you, your next-door neighbor, and trying to burn down your house in order to kill you, and published documents threatening that his entire purpose in life is to kill Rudy, you would need to do something about it, even if it's brutal. So do you think I should kill his whole family? 
I think that you, <laughs> I think that if he, I think that he's to blame for putting his whole family in danger. But I would be justified in killing his kids? If you were a nation and uh, your neighbor is a nation, you, that's what happens. So I mean, that, going, I'm not, now, now when you say, when you say just, leaving, when you say justified, you're trying to get me to say, I think analogy. it's good. I don't think any of it's good. I think it's all terrible, but I think when you attack mercilessly in this way a country, or if somebody did that to you, you would want the police to do it. You would want some how, kind of justice to come in. How like you is Israel, how's Israel not doing this merciless killing? How's Israel not doing that? Because it's Hamas's fault. It's how it works. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, what's the in seeing the the problem I have is that no one is saying what the alternative is for Israel. What is it? If there's a good alternative, then they should do that. But I, no I, one is suggesting you, you what that alternative could, is. You don't think that, that they could use more discretion in eliminating Hamas? I think they should you do every single thing to do that, but I don't think it's as easy as do you people think they've say. they've done that up to this point? I think that they do have done that done to that? a certain degree. But I, I think, no. you know, I'm not there, and you get different reports from things, and I think war is terrible. You know, I think, like I said, the right thing to happen is, and this is what the world, this is what all the protesters should do, and this is what all the world should do on all sides of it. They should demand the surrender immediately of Hamas and the release of the hostages. That's what needs to happen. Because if you do that, and then Israel keeps bombing, then I would say Israel is wrong. I appreciate your thinking about this, Rudy. I really do. I got to go to a break here in just a second. I know that we've got a lot of calls and I haven't got to your calls. I'll get to them as soon as we come back. Uh, and this is a hard issue. I always appreciate Rudy's uh, questions and all of yours. These are, you know, war is a hard thing. Uh, it's And it's all terrible. This is why our hope is in Christ to end all wars. And that is something that needs to happen. Pastor Scott Show will be right back on the Thursday edition. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Talking about Israel and uh, it's such a hard thing, right? So I brought up the fact that a lot of people on uh, TikTok right now are agreeing with a 2002 Osama bin Laden letter um, and the reasons why they attacked America and, you know, and then what do they want? And one of the things they want is you to become Islamic. And if you don't, they're going to kill you. Uh, that that's a big part of it. And then a lot of the rest of it is the why and all of that. And it has much of the exact same arguments about Palestine and other things that we're hearing today and how, you know, Somebody was, uh, I think it was Rudy or one of the other callers was talking about, you know, how do you separate, you know, support for Palestinian people? And that has a lot to do with the war versus the what Hamas is doing. And what does Israel do differently to defend themselves? Is there is there another option? I guess I'd be looking for that. 888-528-2557. Yvette in Santa Monica. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. This is Yvette. How are you doing? Hi, Yvette. How are you? Doing well. I appreciate the last caller. Was his name Rudy or yeah, Rudy? Yeah, Rudy. 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 I he sounded young, and just for a person who sounded young to call your show is a testament to your ability to bridge gaps with the Christian community, the youth, and the older and the 
uh, people who may not even be Christian, because his uh, whole conversation is, that was what prompted me to call you, I had to pull over. Um, when he was talking about he wanted Israel to use discretion, I wanted to ask him, what is discretion when a knife is at your throat? When And he even said that if someone broke in his house with a knife and he used a gun, he would use lethal force to yeah. stop them. Yeah. And um, our younger generation, uh, sometimes the I believe the only input into their perspective on life is the news, is the television, or is TikTok. Or the TikTok is the what Bible. worried about. Yeah. Well, because and, if your perspective is from the Bible, then you see throughout history how God will defend Israel, how Israel is the apple of his eye, how people, uh, 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 Muslims and the seed of, you know, they've come against Israel time and time again. And if you're following the Bible, it's bloody, it's ugly, it's but the fact that no no um, criticism of Hamas for using the hospital to hide their weapons of mass destruction, their armaments and everything, but complete, uh, kind of, not complete criticism, but asking Israel to be discreet, to well, use discretion. That's one of the issues is that with, there's no other country in the world probably that would be scrutinized in something like this. Nope. Um, and, you know, and what I would say about, you know, the Bible, the Bible also criticizes Israel a lot, right, for some of their decisions. We don't want to say that everything they do is justified or right. Um, but, but they were chastised throughout the Bible. That's right. And we should also make sure that we recognize that all killing and war and everything is terrible. And it's part of why Jesus had to die. That's why the sacrifice had to be bloody. It's, it's why, you know, in part, it is what Jesus, what we believe as Christians will happen when Jesus returns is that we will beat our swords in the plowshares, that war is not uh, a, a good thing at all. So the, you know, the comment about is Israel justified, the hard part is, you know, what I would have said is if somebody came to you, if your neighbor's trying to kill you and uh, you call the cops and the SWAT team shows up and they kill everybody in your neighbor's house to protect you, yeah, those other people are innocent, but it's that one neighbor who's trying to kill you, it's his fault, not yours, for calling the cops. Exactly. And, exactly. And how do you use discretion when a knife is at your yeah, throat? And that, right. And that doesn't make it okay or good. It's just reality. Nope. And that's, that's yes. the hard part is that you can't say, hey, war is good. It's not. But, no. but nobody and in this thing- argument is, is giving a better... Uh, you know, a hey Israel, why don't you do this instead to defeat Hamas? No one's coming up with that, right? Right. And, and the last thing I want to say is, we in Amer- Americans have grown up with such peace and tranquility. And yeah, there are neighborhoods throughout America that have violence every night. But for the most part, most of us don't go to bed at night thinking, okay, I'll put the gun here and the knife here, and I bolted the door and this and that. Because there is a known threat. Yeah. They know, you know they're coming for well, you. And that's what you worries me. That. I want to get to some other calls, yeah. uh, Yvette. I appreciate your call. That's what worries me about some of what uh, is being, you know, whether you're supporting Hamas, you're just kind of in that philosophy, or people who are supporting Osama bin Laden. The, the part that's missing there is, hey, these people want to kill you, too. Like, you're not, if you're supporting them or some of the, the idea behind them, you're not getting them. They, they're going to kill you next. That is, and that's not my opinion. That's what they say they want to do. All right, 888-528-2557. Let's go to uh, Rossi. Is it Rossi or Rosie in Santa Ana? Hi, how are you? I'm fine. What's your name? My name is Rossi. 
Rafi. All right. And I, I'm calling. I just uh, flew in from the Middle East just uh, today. So I got a little bit more of a, a worldly perspective on what's going on. I am a Christian. I've been a Christian. I was actually in the ministry for several years. And um, uh, I love uh, your show. I love uh, your theology. But I am a little bit perplexed about your position as I am with evangelical Christians in general, as that as the last caller just shared, of the it just seems to me, uh, when Rudy was talking to you, he could not get you to say that what Israel, the, the, the response of Israel has been excessive. I mean, you, you can't even bring yourself to say that, it seems like. And I guess what I'm wondering, and I understand very well, I'm a Bible student, I've taught the Bible, I understand the promise of the Abrahamic covenant of I will bless those who bless thee and curse those who curse thee. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand. I think that is one of the most abused scriptures in the entire Bible, because what that scripture is often used for is to justify the Knesset. Uh, Israel and what they do, the government of mm-hmm. Israel, and what they do, and you know what's so funny is that the entire world, with an exception of two groups, the neoconservatives and the evangelical Christians, every other group, including many of the Democrats that we attack, I'm a Republican myself, although I'm using it in the loosest uh, yeah. means of the, of the term, I guess I don't understand how biblical prophecy as it has been taught in dispensationalism, and most assuredly, I think Romans chapter 11 does say that God still has a plan for Israel. Right. Uh, Paul was very clear on that. I'm running out and of time, so, so I, make, I make your point as soon as you my, can. My Okay, thank you. My question is... Um, how is it that we are taking Old Testament prophecy that can be interpreted in different ways and ignoring the clear biblical New Testament teachings of Christ of being merciful and not killing? Uh, I don't feel that the Israeli government is any more moral than, than Hamas is. And the, the other thing that I think a lot of times, and I'll say this and, I'll, and then I'll shut up. The other thing is that it didn't start on October 7th. We have to understand that when there is a people that are being occupied... All right, hold on, Rafi. I gotta, I'm going to stop you there because I'm almost out of time, and, and you do make some interesting points there. I mean, one I would say is that there are two different discussions in a way here, okay? One is just sort of theologically speaking, and I would say that a lot of Christians don't even understand you know, maybe a lot of the theology of Israel and all of those things, and we need to. We need to do better with that. And the Bible does not say that we should support every single thing that the Israeli government does, uh, and we should not. There's controversies internally right now over there that are probably ones most people wouldn't agree with, with the courts and some other things, right? Um, and even the Bible doesn't support a lot of what the Israeli government does. God doesn't, 
right? But certainly his promises are going to be true. So coming from it as a Christian, in the sense of prophecy and what happens in the end, um, in a way, I'm not worried about Israel because I think all of that is in God's hands. And when I look at what's happening here and the hate of Israel and the world coming around them, uh, this to me says Bible's true and everybody ought to pay attention to that. Uh, secondly, I would say, you know, the, more of just the, you know, political arguments here, I'm still waiting for someone to say what other things should Israel do because they believe that their existence is threatened, and I think that they're right. So that, you know, to say that I agree with everything they're going to do militarily, of course I don't. I don't agree with everything that that even the Allies did in World War II militarily. You can argue about the atomic bombs still today, right? There's a million different arguments that people have on on different sides. I don't agree with you about the the status of Israel as occupiers or things. I don't think that's historical, but that's a, another conversation. I really appreciate you listening, and I think uh, there's a lot more to get to with your questions, but I'm running out of time uh, here with that. Um, everybody, there's a lot of there's a lot of calls. I see your calls, Oscar and Armando and Elizabeth and William and John and uh, others, and I won't get to you because we're almost out of time. Obviously, we'll keep talking about this, but I would say that keep studying this, and in the world today, you cannot miss the religious aspect of particularly Hamas or the issue that we're talking about today with the TikTokers who are agreeing with Osama bin Laden's letter to the Americans and missing the whole point of Islam and the whole Islamic angle that Hamas would have in their charter. And the, you know, Israel, interestingly enough, geopolitically is a secular nation. It's not a religious nation like you see in the Bible. Uh, not right now. And there are some people in Israel who would like it to be, but Israel's constitution is very secular country. And But Hamas doesn't look at it that way. Neither did Osama bin Laden or al-Qaeda or uh, any of these groups. And the message that is very religious about converting the world to Islam and that being the goal of all of these groups, that's for real. They mean that. They're not making that up. That's what they say about themselves. And when we're having this discussion, we're missing the point about the threat that exists from a group of people who, for religious reasons, say they're going to kill you. I think you should listen to that. And I think that we have seen that. And the moral equivalent stuff, you know, it's hard when you're dealing with war and and difficulty. But there is a reason that the allies are seen as the moral ones and the Nazis are not, even though the allies did a lot of killing and a lot of innocents died. A lot we can say, but we're out of time. Tomorrow we'll be live from the Rescue Mission. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can follow me at Pastor Scott Show on social media. You can follow me now. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Have a good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.